This is the Timber and Steel Podcast. Here we take on topics ranging from fitness, nutrition, and mindset, and we make them relevant to regular people just like us. So sit back, relax, and I hope you learn something. Good morning, Jenny. Good morning, Clayton. How are you today? I'm tired. Yeah? But good. 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 How about you? You know, today is the 5th of May. It is Cinco de Mayo. It is. We're having a Cinco de Mayo party here at the gym mm-hmm. t- tonight. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm excited about tacos. I like tacos. But more importantly, it is the first Friday in May. And the first Friday in May is the official no pants day. Okay. Most people don't know that. I've never actually celebrated no pants day. But in my head, I would love to be able to celebrate No Pants Day. Like I, I think that would be a great day just to go through life without pants. Yes, but thank you for not starting that you today. Are so, you are so welcome. <laughs> you are so welcome. Like Nobody wants that. And that would just be really awkward. But the fact that there is a day that's like... yeah. One of those, one of those official holidays that are just like National Pancake Day or whatever. Yeah, yes. it's it's like that. But it's the first Friday in May. It's on my calendar, so I know it happens every year. But I never do anything about it. Great. But, yeah, and that just happens to fall on the Cinco de Mayo. So I love it. Yeah, it's a good time. I mean, if you drink enough tequila, your yeah, pants you, you, probably you, will come off. It but. could possibly happen, but. We just won't do that. No, no, no we're no. not going to do that. All right. So today our topic is we're going to talk, we're going to go back around to nutrition a little bit. Yeah. We did an episode a few weeks back. I think we called it the two sides, the nutritional coin or something like that. And we talked a little bit about how nutrition isn't only about the number on the scale. Well, that's one side of this coin, right? That you need Nutrition is for health and for all the different, talked about all the different reasons why it's not about the number on the scale. But then, hey, if you also, it can affect the number on the scale as, as well. And so kind of those two sides of, of the thing. So we're kind of working our way through our first principles mm-hmm. in, in regards to nutrition here at, here at Timber and Steel. And so we're going to tackle two more today. Mm-hmm. Those two are, I'm going to read them off here and then we'll just kind of talk about them one at a time, but give people a little heads up, a little roadmap of where we're going. So the first the first one we're talk about today is that there is no one diet to rule them all. I'm kind of a nerd. So when I wrote this, I very much like thought of Lord of the Rings and the one ring to rule them all, but there, okay. there is no one diet to rule them all. Mm-hmm. And then the second one we'll talk about is then kind of goes along with that. And that's why we're doing them together. But all foods can exist in a healthy diet. And yeah, I think those are great things and things that we will explain why they're so great here in a, in a second. So let's start with, there's no one diet to rule them all. Yeah. One of my favorite ideas that you have said recently is that we are diet agnostic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That we do not believe in one. No, no. I mean, I was thinking about this as I was driving in this morning and it's like, there is no one diet in the way that most people think of a diet. Like, Hey, I'm following Atkins is the best way or paleo is the best way or the zone is the best way or the Mediterranean. Like none of those is the one to rule them all. But the one, like the diet that I would recommend is just a little bit of everything. And it just kind of, and we can talk about this, but in that there's no specifics 
but that non-specific diet is is probably the right one mm-hmm. for for most people but not necessarily right so why why do we kind of feel that way that there isn't one that's the the right one well well you and i come from very different backgrounds mm-hmm. regarding nutrition but i think you and i have seen and tried mm-hmm. both of us have tried multiple types of diets and have had failure Mm -hmm. with those maybe some early success but really we weren't able to continue that on a day-to-day basis and maybe felt some negative components that went with that and i think we all of us here have kind of put our heads together and realized that there are ways that we can approach food and not have to stick to specific guidelines all the time. Yeah. And make progress. Yes. Yeah. In being in this job, I feel like I have to be somewhat of a student of human behavior and mm-hmm. trying to figure out like why do we as humans act this way about these sorts of things? And so food is one of those things that's really hard to talk about with with people because they get very caught up in the beliefs about food and right ways of eating and stuff which and they get very very protective of their ideas mm-hmm. which is kind of weird about these individual different diets and, and ways of eating and i'm not not sure why like I don't, i've yet to figure that out there's so many different my, my brain is just kind of spinning right now thinking of all the different ways we can talk about in this in this conversation but the thing i was initially trying to think of was like people are just looking for an easy button yeah like oh this diet this is the trick Mm -hmm. that this diet has this is the gimmick this is the this is the secret sauce that no one's figured out yet that if you just eat these foods and eliminate this whole other food category and like or whatever you put it all in these plastic containers that that's the way the way forward and they get very like dogmatic about this is this is the right way to go and to your point when you're that dogmatic about things like you have to live there you Mm -hmm. have to live with that personality of being and some people are stubborn and stubborn enough to do that yeah but most people aren't and it's not sustainable correct and so it's it's really really hard to to keep moving through that i'm gonna ask you why do you think people want that the question like why do people want that easy button but that's because it's because it seems it's easy, easy. Mm-hmm. like it seems easy but it it never rarely ever works out correct so in these these different diets where people get dogmatic about them let's talk about maybe why we don't recommend those as any any particular one as as the best one well this is going to kind of start to dabble into our second topic yeah. but Uh, You know, we don't ever want, from our standpoint, recommend one particular because we want people to look at all foods Mm -hmm. and how can all of those fit into our life? Because some of these very specific diets really push that we're eliminating certain Mm -hmm. food categories or those macros, those micronutrients that we really need for our body and we really want to make sure that we're getting that fine, wide brushstroke mm-hmm. 
to make sure that we're getting all those components to make us, our body, a well-fueled machine. Yeah. So I think that's where we sometimes hesitate because we see what it looks like when you completely cut out carbs. Yeah. Or have too much, pro- there's too much protein mm-hmm. and too much fat, not enough fat. Like yeah. that's, that's really hard to be able to pinpoint down mm-hmm. and be prolonged successful yeah it is it is really hard i think yeah you're right that those many of these diets eliminate things Mm -hmm. our body needs various kinds of nutrients it needs protein it needs carbohydrates it needs fats if we remove those things we are going to be deficient Mm-hmm. Now, our bo- human body is resilient, and it will start stealing resources from other things to make up for our deficiencies, but it shouldn't have to do that. That is not optimal. Yeah. And so these diets that people often go into, like, this is the way forward, this is the thing I'm going to do, they're not having that long-term outlook on the thing. Usually, they go into it, Usually, when people join, start any sort of diet, it's for weight loss. Yep. It's like that's that's the thing, or but uh, that like we we're talking about, they're not necessarily sustainable because yep. they are often so so restrictive. And then there's health risks, I guess, or making you less optimal, less healthy because you're li- eliminating some some vital nutrient that you're just not getting enough of. One of the other biggest things too that we see a lot of this. It connects between what we see when people are communicating with us about their nutrition and then the gym is when we see very strict components to a diet. Mm -hmm. Then comes the shame Mm -hmm. that if they were to go off of that. And then that shame sometimes starts to turn into a large snowball. And it just keeps going and going and going. And that shame starts to cross over into the gym Mm -hmm. about, I can't do this. I can't, I can't lift this weight. And that shame shouldn't have to be there. And that's one of my largest hesitations. Anytime a client is talking to me about a significant amount of restriction Mm -hmm. is that, but I cheated, but I, I slipped up. And all those negative connotations that come with that. Mm -hmm. And it's really hard to see somebody beat themselves up because they went down that rabbit hole. So giving them permission to Mm -hmm. not have to go down there. People still don't believe us. Yeah, And it's kind of, you know, the longer we do this and the more clients I work with, I think they are still shocked when we give them permission to... It's okay. Yeah. It's totally okay to live and enjoy a moment with your family, with your friends, and eat a taco. Yes. Yes. Definitely eat. Everyone should eat more tacos. Yes, absolutely. Yes, they're delicious. Mm-hmm. Um, the Just trying to think through more reasons why we why this is one of our first principles about nutrition and how like there's no one one diet to rule them all is like because... Some people, some people do have the mental fortitude yeah. to stick to a very strict thing mm-hmm. and that works well for them. And just because that works for one person doesn't mean that it will work for somebody else yeah. and it's not going to work for everyone, but just because it doesn't work for somebody else doesn't mean that it won't work for somebody else. So yes. re- 
removing all of those things, like removing any from the table seems kind of silly. Like we should be able to let people experiment and guide them through that. But I think once we start talking about our other first principles, things that are important for nutrition, it kind of eliminates some of those more restrictive, restrictive diets because we start talking about like performance and recovery and just overall health with having micronutrients, vitamins, minerals and stuff. And we're like, oh, yeah, well, this this diet doesn't provide those sorts mm-hmm. of things. So we're going to be missing out on that stuff. We can come back to this if there's things that, because both these these topics, these two core principles, first principles for our nutrition is they're, they're kind of overlap. And so yeah. let's, let's kind of, we can transition into the second one and we can bounce back and forth because we've kind of talked to this one, laid it out enough that we know a bit what we're talking about. So the second one is that, no, we shouldn't demonize demonize yeah. any foods. All foods can exist in there, a healthy diet. There we go. All foods can exist in a healthy diet. So, do you want? I I've got lots to say, but you can go for no, it. No, no, let's hear it. Out. Okay. So, I've been doing a macros based diet for the last sixty days, <laughs> we'll say, and I have. So by tracking my macros, what I mean is that I have a set amount of c- calories that I'm going to eat, and then I'm eating a, those are divided into macronutrients, pro- protein, carbohydrates, and fat, and I'm eating a certain amount of protein, a certain number of grams of each of those mic- or macronutrients that add up to the total calories that I, that I eat for the day. In that process, I have... And this wasn't on purpose, but it is what has transpired. So I have hit several PRs in the gym. Mm -hmm. I have lost about 10 pounds and I eat pizza once a week and I have a cookie a few times a week. Yeah. I also eat a bunch of vegetables, some fruit, some oatmeal. I have a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. I haven't eliminated anything from my diet. I've just been in control of the quantities of those things, the total caloric quantities, and then the ratios of protein, carbohydrates, and, and fats in in that, and just try to be consistent with that. And all the things that people want to have happen from a from a diet, like good performance, feeling full, and whatnot, like losing losing weight, people mm-hmm. are you know often after that. I've experienced those things without removing anything crazy, without being overly restrictive yeah and that's made it very sustainable mm-hmm. I mean, I've, it's great and i didn't have to like worry about is this paleo is this like is there anything refined in this is there anything processed in in what i'm eating i didn't have to worry about that like didn't have to worry about oh how many like it's just going to take me out of ketosis yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or like some of the things like it, did, it didn't matter and is 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 great. It's That's great. awesome. Yeah. You don't feel like you're lacking on anything or no. that you can't have anything. No. No, I mean now I mean obviously I lost weight, so mm-hmm. that means I was eating less than what I was eating before I started doing this sure. because I wasn't losing weight before I was just kind of maintaining. So I to lose weight I had to be in a caloric deficit. So there were days where there were moments where I'm like yeah, I normally if it's Friday night movie night and we're having pizza, 
I might eat an like close to an entire pizza by myself because mm-hmm. I because I can. I I wasn't able to do that because I didn't like I had to stay within the the ceiling of the the foods that that were on my like in my caloric limits and and macronutrient limits. So yeah, I was eating less of those things. I wasn't indulging as much on those things, sure. but I didn't have to eliminate them completely. Right. I just had to be mindful yeah. of, of about it. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So okay, that, I mean, and that's just anecdotal for me, Sure. but there's no reason why other people can't do the same thing. Right. Right. And we don't have to go down the rabbit hole of demonizing certain kinds of foods mm-hmm. because everything can exist in a healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm going to share a different perspective yeah, please. about something that can happen when you eliminate too many foods. So part of my history is that at one point in my life, I became obsessed with diets, fully eliminating food groups like obsessing about fats and carbs and proteins. But I went down a different rabbit hole that I couldn't figure out which diet was right because Mm -hmm. this one says they're right. This one says that right. Mm -hmm. They're right. So I started combining them and came up with this idea. But then it almost came into a fear that no food was going to be safe. So... Then my diet became so narrow. I'm talking like chicken, spinach, and cucumbers were like the top thing. Carbs were bad. Fat was bad. Salt was bad. Sugar was bad. All of these things. Mm -hmm. So then I'm dealing on the opposite side that I'm now on a very, very narrow diet. And that continued for a prolonged period of time to the point that I was then malnutritioned. Mm. I had no energy. I It looked like I had the flu all the time. And then I became fearful of foods and would then start to maybe binge a little bit on them and then felt that shame that came yeah. afterwards. Yeah. So... After getting some really great help because of those disordered thoughts and that disordered eating, that's when I started to realize that foods can exist, this magical thing. And I started adding little things back into my diet. And I measured it all based off of what you were just saying about how did I feel? Mm -hmm. How was my performance in the gym? And that's when... I started here and started making gains Mm -hmm. and wanted to continue to make gains with my lifts and because those are some of my favorite workouts Mm -hmm. are give me a barbell and I'm happy. (laughs) Um, But without that proper nutrition, I couldn't do anything. It was really hard to function. And I noticed that when this was when I was running significantly, my performance dropped dramatically, dramatically. So being able to add foods back into my diet, giving myself that full-on permission, and as I started to give that permission back into my foods, that's when I started to crave other food categories. And almost like you're saying, now I have that balance of, well, I'm going to 
try to hit my macros, get my proteins, get my carbs, Mm -hmm. get those fats. But then if I want something, I let myself have it. Yeah. And it's, I sleep better. I perform better. I have a much better relationship with food, but that's, you know, that can turn into a slippery slope. But being able to get that permission to have what I want when I want, man, that can change your whole life. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, there is no reason to remove those things. No. It's, we get, it's, this is my theory. And, and I'm not much for conspiracy theories. It's not really my personality, <laughs> but like new, a new diet will come on the, come on the scene. And usually there's a book associated with it. And it's usually written by a doctor it's my understanding that doctors don't receive a whole lot of nutritional training in mm-hmm. their, uh, their doctors are more like lifeguards. Like they're there to uh, fix when things are seriously wrong. But when it comes to like, this is what makes you healthy. They don't get a lot of training on that. I could be wrong and in maybe different schools it's different, but that's yep. kind of my basic understanding. So somebody that's maybe doesn't have a whole lot of training on nutrition, but thinks they have an idea, writes a book, and because they're a doctor, it gets a lot of like, oh, there's this person must know what they're talking about because they're a doctor. Mm-hmm. And then it's and it's got this cool gimmick like you only have to do these things. It's this simple to to do this. And usually it's a it's a weight loss thing. Mm-hmm. And like but it comes down to we're going to sell a book. I'm going to make some money. This yeah. is, I'm going to come up with a gimmick so that I can write a book and, and make money. And then like, and people will, people love these sorts of things. And so it comes, I don't know, I, mean, I, I don't want to, I don't want to say that all these people are just out to make a buck, No, but I think they, some of them may actually want to help people. Yeah. But if, but when you start to demonize individual foods, yeah, like it, it's not sustainable and you make people a little bit crazy yeah. about like, I mean, oh, I can't, I can't eat that. That's, that's bad. Sugar is the devil. Sugar is yeah. evil. Yeah. Like you can't, you know, eat legumes or like, what, whatever it might be. There's like, it makes you <laughs> like needlessly socially awkward. Yeah. Like there is a way with a little bit of planning to like, if you know what, is a reasonable amount of food for you for the day and where you're like, then you and you have a birthday party in the afternoon or in the evening. Like, yeah, maybe don't have your two slices of toast in the morning with your breakfast and save some of those carbohydrates for the afternoon for your, it's like, you don't have to not have the cake. But even with that, yeah, even if you did have the two pieces of toast and the cake, tomorrow's a new day. Oh yeah. No, there's, totally okay yeah no it's i mean it is totally fine it's it's totally it's it's fine for for both yeah like there's it's always a new day and there's nothing wrong with with having both if you i mean at depends on your goals and 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 even even if you have goals it's okay to have a day where you're like meh yeah screw my goals for today yeah (laughs) Just know that it's going to take long. If you do a lot of those days in a row, it's going to take longer to reach your goals. Like that, yes. that but that's that's okay. Yes. Like that, that's that yeah. is totally fine. There's a trade-off, and it's okay to trade trade-offs. Like that's life. Yeah. So no reason to beat yourself up about it. But it's, it, you don't have to cut things out. No. You don't have to 
demonize food. You don't have to make have shame and guilt about it. You don't need to pile on shame and guilt to other people no. that that don't eat the same way you do. You don't no. need to post on social media about how there's only one right way to eat. And if you eat any other way, you're wrong and you're none of that needs to happen. It's no. just it's just food. Yeah. I like this topic. Yeah. That's good. So we could go down this little question of so why if there's no reason ultimately to demonize some of these things, mm-hmm. why do some of them get demonized? Do you want my opinion? I'm my, sure. My conspiracy? <laughs> the diet culture industry is a multi-billion dollar industry. Mm-hmm. And they thrive, thrive on our failure. So food becomes demonized in order for us to become shameful and fail on a diet. So what do we go do? Find another one Mm -hmm. that then eliminates another one. Mm -hmm. So I think why do we get so demonized on those foods? It's because what we're seeing every day Mm -hmm. in social media and what's being pushed on us all the time. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the biggest trend I've seen is their trends. Mm-hmm. And then these all these different food groups become demonized. And then you get into that situation of, well, then what's the right answer? Yeah. Yeah. I think that there's definitely part of that. I think that kind of plays into kind of similar to what my conspiracy theory was like, hey, let's make some more money off of these yeah. things. like. That we they set up a diet that is not sustainable. It's not yes. going to work for most people. People fail at that. They try the next thing that's got the easy. Oh, I just have to eliminate these things. I just have to jump through these hoops, and they're just going to fail again, mm-hmm. or most people will. And the reality is, is that it's just making challenging, often difficult decisions. Mm-hmm. Being mindful and aware of what you're doing consistently. Yeah. Day in, day out, over and over again. It's nothing sexy about it. It's not glamorous. There's no easy button. There's no tricks. It's just being consistent with good choices and being like mindful of your total quantity of of what you're eating. And then you can go down, be more specific about that if you really start to care about performance and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But for most people, it's, it's we have other first principles we'll talk about in the future that yeah, kind of cover yeah. some of those things. But I mean, that's the reality. And I, I really do believe as you and I are both sitting here talking about this, we really want to help people. Yeah. And, but we don't want anybody to feel shamed or demonized or get that and turn that snowball effect that they just walk away. Yeah. Because that's what we see mm-hmm. is that full I'm done and it's really hard to get them to come back. And yeah. I really do believe there are people out there that are really trying to shift some of this mm-hmm. diet culture that has been stuck. Like, I mean, we could go back to probably the 30s yeah. and 40s of where some of this has all started. But there there are. Mm-hmm. And which is why this is a topic that's super important to both of us. And actually all of us coaches here that we want people to feel good in their bodies, feel good with the fuel that they're putting Mm -hmm. in there, but being able to feel that balance of life so that they can 
come in here, feel good about the performance, but then leave here and continue that good performance, feeling good about themselves as they lead their day-to-day lives. Yeah. Yeah. That true. I want that for people every, yeah. every day. I just want them to be, be better. Yeah. Like raising Raise that, the bar. Bar for, raising yeah. that bar for normal, but then realizing that normal doesn't have like that raised bar, I guess shouldn't, doesn't have to be crazy. No. And that restrictive thing. Like I was just kind of sitting here thinking we're still, I'm still kind of thinking through the things that are, that are demonized and when, why they're demonized. And while I was thinking about that, I was, and you were talking and I was like, the, anyway, what popped in my head is that people like they'll go through phases where they're not paying attention to their nutrition at all. Like they're just, they're going out and they're partying, they're drinking, they're eating all whatever. And then they realized I don't like how I feel. I don't like how I look or, you know, I, there's whatever the list is of the things that they don't like. And like, I've got to turn this ship around mm-hmm. 180 degrees mm-hmm. tomorrow. So the only thing I know how to do is to take drastic action and try to fix it. Yeah. And so I am going to eliminate all these things. Cause that's what I hear is the thing to do is to eliminate all these things. And it's like a giant ocean tanker, right? Our body weight doesn't go up and down 50 pounds in a day. It takes time to put on the weight. It, takes time to put it off and the slower that you can lose it the more sustainable it's going to be because you're not putting yourself at such a deficit or you're not cutting out so many different things that you're freaking out and it just makes it unsustainable and so I think that's some of the reasons why we see people jump on these overly restrictive diets yeah and And I like that what to go along with that not just not just weight loss yeah I like your ship analogy there but when we eliminate so dramatically and then our bodies don't know where our next meal is going to be, mm-hmm. what do we crave? Carbs and sugar. Yeah. And then people then go to what tastes good is carbs and sugar. And then there becomes the shame of it. And nope, that shift has mm-hmm. to take time. Yeah. It's not something that we can just drop overnight. No. But yeah, that that ship, it's a slow moving. Yep. And I mean, there's the, there's the, like the reality of what the, like the mechanics that's going on in your body for changing. I mean, people, usually it's, they're wanting a weight loss sort of thing. They're seeing that like, yeah, I got to shift and and do this thing. Like that needs to take time, but that is also secondary to the behavioral Mm -hmm. shift that depending on your personality, depending on your life experience, like, oh depending on what your current life looks like, developing all those new behaviors and changing those habits can take years. Yes. But hey, a step in the right direction is a step in the right direction, even if it's slow. Yep. So that's that. So going back, we're kind of all over the place. I love this. (laughs) Yeah, this is a real conversation. Things I was thinking about, like things that are demonized, like carbs, carbs or sugar or whatever, like these are a bad thing. Where does this come from? Like there's diets that exist that say that. Mm-hmm. Where does it come from? Well, like most diets exist for a purpose of weight loss. The things that are published as a diet, like that is the primary motivation behind most of them is would be my, my gut feeling just from the things that I've seen. Like, hey, here's a way for you to lose weight. The mechanics for losing weight are to reduce calories. In our Western culture, United States, like 
where you can go to McDonald's and you pay a dollar and get a small soda or a dollar and get the 72 ounce soda, (laughs) whatever that thing is, right? It's like sugar is just, you can get it everywhere Mm -hmm. and in huge, huge quantities that if you eliminate sugar and you make it the bad guy, your total caloric intake for the day for most people in the United States is going to go down significantly. And oh, wow, your calories went down. You're losing weight. So that it must be sugar is is the bad guy, right? Yeah. As we've talked about, that's maybe not sustainable and doesn't isn't necessary either. Like it's okay to have sugar. Just again, it's about that dose, the amount of these things that we're eating. Diets that are like, oh, you just need to have more protein, like a much higher protein than, than what you're currently eating. And we're kind of like, I mean, it's not vilifying something, but it's putting up something else on a pedestal and making it more important. Mm-hmm. Well, protein has a more like satiety. What's the, that's the word yeah. I'm looking for, but yeah. like it, it makes you feel fuller. So if you're eating more protein, one that's, I mean, that's good for a lot of reasons, but it can also make you feel more full and less likely to eat other more calorically dense yeah. things yeah. which so the outcome then is being at a caloric debt like it all kind of leads to these things and mm-hmm. they're just gimmicks to get you to getting that same like caloric deficit more or less and that there's no other reason to vilify any of these things i mean sugar can like if you chronically for your lifetime eat way too much sugar like Correct. yeah you can get diabetes and there, there are diseases and stuff but Absolutely. like that come from that but if you're an, just a normal healthy person that's it's not it's not the devil and i think that's a good a good point too that both all of us here are very aware of medical mm-hmm. needs as well like that's like yeah. that's not what we are saying here no. at all like if there's a medical necessity we are 100% going to stand behind that mm-hmm. because of the medical necessity. Yeah. It's the more trend mm-hmm. and popular diets that we refer to, yeah. which is what we see more. Mm-hmm. We do get some medical cases that we do support, and if we will 100% always support a, yeah. a diabetic diet. Yep. If there's a cardiac issue, absolutely. Yep. We're here for that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm just trying to think through some other popular diets the paleo thing was a huge thing in in crossfit for a while and again it's like vilifying any and all refined Mm -hmm. foods Mm -hmm. anything that was processed at all it should we should eat how our how cavemen ate ate, just meat and nuts and seeds and some some fruit a little bit of fruit and some vegetables if you can find it but i yeah but if you're trying to perform well in the gym yeah i've yeah i just you might might need more carbohydrates than that in your it's it's hard to get enough carbohydrates and then like there's the whole paleo treats like people end up baking brownies and stuff out of naturally occurring it's like yeah i don't think too many cavemen ate brownies like they're kind of trying to find ways to treat to kind of treat themselves and sneak around anyway it's just it's silliness it is silliness and i like i will say that i have been down those rabbit holes of silliness in in my journey of like exploring these things and doing this stuff and then coming out of it the other time well that was silly but and that's and we talk about that all the time as we're we ask our clients well how do you feel yeah 
what what are your joints telling you? What's your gut telling you? And not like not your gut as in your brain, but like physically, what is your what do you call them? Your guts, in, your literal gut. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. What are your intestines telling you? Like, do you feel bloated? Do you not? Like, those are those are things we need to listen to. Yeah, yeah. those are a hundred percent more important. Yeah. Okay. Wow. We talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, we did. I we're gonna summarize, remind people of the two first principles here that we have. But hopefully everyone that was listening was able to track and follow along with that. It was all over the place. So number one, there's no one diet to rule them all. So stop trying to find the perfect diet, people. It's just just consistent and good choices every day. And in that, Mm -hmm. don't demonize any singular foods. All All foods foods can exist in a healthy diet. Most common fad diets villainize, demonize something. And they don't need to. Nope. All those things can exist. The dose matters. But you can't just live on chocolate cake. Or Uh, Oreos. Or, or, hey, hey, yes, you can. (laughs) I haven't had an Oreo in a long time. Well, it seems like a long time for me. Yeah, that's all. I think. I think that was great. Okay. I I think we said a lot. So, all right. Have a good day, Jenny. Bye.